0: Joining us right now is the former head coach of the Washington Redskins longtime NFL offensive coordinator and our guy Jay Gruden who on the air and on the road Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt automotive group Ted Britt Ford in Chantilly and Fairfax your F-150 headquarters and Ted Britt Chevrolet of Sterling all home to Ted Britt for life lifetime vehicle coverage and more see and shop them all at TedBritt.com and Jay joins us here on the betql
2: guest hotline hello jay how are you hello chris good afternoon congratulations on the big win
0: oh well you know i didn't do much um but uh actually i picked them to lose jay go figure and they won you know it was almost like i was willing it into existence you know
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: i of course when you were the head coach here jay i never picked against you
2: yeah right <laughs> I don't agree with that. I don't believe that one bit.
0: <laughs> never, never, never. Um uh, well, all right, maybe maybe once or twice. I was no Larry Michael, I can tell you that much. Um I love Larry. Um but anyway, uh let's uh, let, let's start with this. I obviously, look, for a second week in a row, the offense moved the football all over the place. They dominated time of possession, 37 plus minutes, 430 plus yards, a uh, nine of 17 on third day. Jay, they did so much right yet. They wound up with 20 points against a two and six team. H- how am I supposed to process that? I-, I guess from your coaching perspective.
2: Yeah, that's difficult because they did look good. They moved the ball extremely well. They converted some third downs. Um, they were actually fun to watch. They ran the ball. I like the fact that they brought in John Bates the tight end so they mm-hmm. could run the ball effectively and did some good things up front. Um, Sam Howell made some great throws, made some good scrambles, some off-schedule plays. You know, the pick in the end zone was a, was his worst play of the day. Mm-hmm. Those things can't happen when you are you know got guaranteed points on the board. But, um, you know, it's hard to explain. It seems like they scored about 40 points the way the yeah. game went. But you look up, and they only had 20 But I still think they're making significant progress. The last two weeks, they've looked a lot better on offense, protecting the quarterback uh, with the route combinations that they're using, uh, getting the ball out of Sam's hands, getting them outside the pocket a little bit. They're doing some good things in the running game. So, I think uh, they're on the right track.
0: Yeah, a couple of things that I want to get back to uh, the Bates point and Sam because you were on, on on all of this, uh, so I want to get back to that in a sec. But I wanted to ask you about specifically uh, again the 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 pass drops and what I'm only through a half of the of the game tape. I had something going on this morning, so I didn't get to see it all. But Jay, I thought they I thought they ran a lot more of their entire offense last yesterday in the first half in terms of the drops. Like there was sprint rollouts. There was uh, a little, uh, you, know, you know, kind of by design uh, to kind of flush him away. But there were plenty of deeper drops than I remember seeing in the Philadelphia game, especially first half to first half. Is that fair? Did you see more of, I guess, what a traditional offense would be as opposed to what we saw more of in the first half against Philadelphia last week?
2: Yeah, probably a little bit more, but they still ran, you know, five or six screens to the receivers and um, did some things where they got the ball out of quarterback's hands some quick game and things of that nature. And then Sam made some great scrambles to uh, create some time and get some people open. And then they did a nice max protection where they hit post to a for a touchdown, which which was awesome to see against a blitz by New England. Um, Not a lot of free runners this time, which is good. New England, you know, threw a little bit of, Threw, threw some blitzes at him, and, and, and Sam didn't flinch this time, and they picked them up a lot better. Got three sacks, but still did, the most, right. they did pretty good for the most part. So um, I wouldn't say they were, like, overly drop back. I still think they had a great mix, and that's what you have to have with a young quarterback and, and, and an offensive line that's struggling pass protecting. I think they're doing a lot better because they are mixing up the launch point of the quarterback, whether right. it's catch and throw, whether it's rolling out, whatever it might be, whether it's play action. They're doing it, whether it's RPO, they're doing a much better job of keeping the defense off balance. And the run is starting to hit a little bit more with, you know, with B-Rob.
0: Yeah, and I guess that was my overall point is – uh, maybe I didn't say it right is they it's it just seemed like they were able to kind of run mostly what they wanted to run as opposed to having to do that to get the ball out of his hands which clearly they had to do that against Philadelphia and now that you've kind of built up maybe a layer of confidence along with those offensive line changes uh, and you mentioned a little bit more Max protect early in games and whatnot you know maybe that just develops that confidence that rhythm that muscle memory what have you uh, that that we've seen maybe more of uh, in the last two Week so that's certainly good. Jay Gruden is with us right here on the BetQL guest hotline as he is each and every Monday breaking things down from a Commanders perspective. They win twenty to seventeen. Um, all right, so you mentioned Bates. Uh, he had that one ugly negative five on the backdoor screen. I, I don't know what exactly happened there. I'm not blaming him. I mean, it was just a weird, no, <laughs> right? Exactly. It was a weird. Just one of
2: those screens that didn't
0: right, work. Right. It was a weird play. But but to your point, right? They ran the ball better. I mean, uh, you know. Terry had the big block on the right edge to help seal for Brian Robinson. There was other plays where they're ripping off four, five, six yards a run. Where bait and you criticize. Not that you were mean about it. You criticized because, I mean, it was right. Logan Thomas, after the Giants game, he's not a natural tight end. He's still, I mean, he's been a tight end for a number of years, but he was a college quarterback. We all know that. They need to get better on the exterior if they're going to run the ball a little bit more, if they're going to hold up a little bit more in pass protection, and that certainly seems to be another part of the adjustment process.
2: Yeah, you're exactly right. And there's nothing against Logan. There's a lot of tight right. ends out there that are more sure. pass catchers than blocking in the core. Uh, he's just not a core player. He can't. You know, he just doesn't have the physicality to do that. But he has, you know, good hands, and he had three or four catches again yesterday and made some positive plays. Just not in the running game. You know, he can he can arc and maybe block a safety every now and then, but not in the core. And, and Bates can do that, so it's good to see him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off of that, when he's in there, if everybody says oh, it's going to be a run, now they get the play actions off of with him in there, so it's not a total. Run all the time when Bates is in there. They have a good um, mixture with play action passes and, and runs with Bates. So they got a good they got a good little system going. They got uh, you know Terry McLaurin got some balls and, and everything's looking good so far.
0: Make sure you follow Jay on Twitter or X at Coach underscore Jay Gruden at Coach. Underscore Jay Gruden. Watch the Taking the Points show that he does a um, couple of times. What is a couple of times a week? Right, one time a week. What is uh, it? just One time. A week. Okay, one time, one time a, week. a week. I just I see it all the time, so uh, I just want to make sure that people are aware of what you're doing, and uh, always good to have him with us here on a Monday at two thirty, following each and every Commanders game. So, um, in terms of the reg, the, the rest of the offense. I mean, you'll you, you look, Jay, and 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 one area that I wanted to kind of dial in and get a couple of thoughts on, we talked, or you mentioned, the bad interception at the end of the first half. With 25 seconds left, they make, or, or I guess it was more than 25 seconds, but there was 25 seconds left on the clock. When they make the catch, uh, a play is ruled, I think it's uh, not out of bounds, inbounds. They run to the line of scrimmage. They are are actually – no, I think it was out of bounds. They don't take a timeout. There's 25 seconds left. They have three timeouts left in that sequence, and then the interception happens. Uh, And this was just a couple plays after Diami let one go through his hands, which wasn't an easy catch. Can you kind of take me through some of those uh, plays, and specifically the 25-second one with three timeouts? Are you trying – Why not run the ball there, maybe? You know, you have the timeouts. Use them, right? Why not slow things down so you're not rushing and making a mistake? Is that all fair? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.
2: a lot of things that can go in that thought process with three timeouts. There's a lot of things you can do. You can run a draw. You can get a receiver screen, whatever you want to do in that situation. You have plenty of time. No need to rush and panic and uh, get to a good play that you like. Understand that you have three points and those three points are critical. Obviously you want seven, but you got to make sure you walk away with three. A couple things can't happen. You can't take sacks. Although you had three timeouts left penalties are bad. You know, he watched a Cowboy game. They did the, they oh, did yeah. all three. They had, yeah. a, they had a penalty. They took a sack, and then they had a delay game. So that was a, the three nos that you can't do in the red zone or at the end of the half with, uh, with your timeouts or without timeouts. But, you know, you know, sometimes it wasn't a bad play call. He just, it was just a bad decision by Sam. Mm-hmm.
0: No, and, and you're right, and and the play before was a third-and-ten conversion, which they had a number of, uh, and, and that went to Pringle for 16. He was not ruled out of bounds. It was near the, the, the uh, sideline. so again, they're trying to get up to the line of scrimmage, and instead of taking a timeout or, again, yeah. just...
2: Yeah, I think that's where they should have taken a okay. timeout just to let everybody get their breath and get back to the huddle, get a right. good play that they really like. All right, let's, I Yeah, think you're right. Th-
0: I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, you saw that the way I did because I, I know a bunch of other fans saw it that way as well. And uh, of course hindsight and, you know, is 50, 50, but uh, that's an important thing. And and Ron has kind of struggled in some of those game managements. I, and I know they're not easy. I, I know they're not easy, but I, I you know, I mean, it is what it is. And it came back uh, to maybe hurt them in the, Second half, or specifically in the fourth quarter, Jay, um, you, you know, you're you're moving the football all game long, and then you have these three ugh, drives in the fourth quarter. I, I mean, I know it happens, but, like, how do you – how do you as a coach um, – and as an offense, stay consistent to where maybe you're not scoring, which they did not in the fourth quarter, but maybe you're sustaining drives and just moving the chains methodically and killing some clock. Like what, what? What is the mentality on the sideline, or is it, or is there just nothing you can do and that's just football?
2: Well, if I had that answer, I wouldn't be sitting on the couch now, would I, Chris? You know. <laughs> so. You know, it's just tough, <laughs> man, because you're going to the defense. You're, you're playing on the road, and, and they get coaches, too. They yeah. have line stunts. They have different coverages and different ways to attack you as you're trying to attack them, and, and sometimes you don't make the play, and sometimes they do make the play. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to explain. You know, the way they were moving the ball, Sam threw for 325, and they had good rushing, but, the, you know, in the end of the game, they just kind of fizzled out a little bit. Maybe they were worn out. I don't know. Maybe New England just had a little bit more guts in that moment, and they played a little bit better at that time, but. Um I think overall you got to be pleased with the way off- the offense played on the road
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Jay Gruden with us. uh, Again, brought to you by the Ted Britt Ford Group right here on the Team 980. Uh, Late in the fourth – actually, was about nine and a half left to go in the fourth quarter. uh, James Smith-Williams comes up with an injury, which may have been convenient, uh, and it allows Washington's coaches, Rivera, whatever, to get maybe a better look at a play that they want to challenge. That's initially ruled a catch, and they challenge it. So it's almost the – it's not exactly the same situation – but did you ever like uh, and I don't know if you can talk about this. Did you ever like coach your guys? Hey, man, if, if, if you think we need an extra 10 seconds, 20 seconds, go down with some sort of injury. Was that ever part of the 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 discussion in team meetings? Like or, or do you just hope that a guy naturally, um, I, I guess, recognizes and does something in that spot?
2: Well there have been times where I've told told guys to go down because it looked like they might have had a little bit of a limp. Mm. Like if the team was going no huddle and going real fast mm-hmm. and you needed a break or you know, I saw a guy, you know, look with a hurt toenail or something like that. I say go down. You know? <laughs> so yeah, that down. that happens. That definitely happens. And that's <laughs> happened a lot and that happens to every team and, and you do have to work on that a little right. bit because, you know, in fairness, sometimes you do need a chance to uh get your guys back and and get their wind back and get your, get their sorts, right. Whatever it might be. And um, it's an unfortunate, it's not cheating, but it's not fair.
0: Uh, yeah, it, I mean it's gamesmanship. I, I, I don't, I exactly. don't have, I don't really? have any. And I'm not saying that James Smith Williams wasn't banged up a little bit. Maybe he was. I, I don't know. Maybe is
2: it, is it cheating to hurry up and run the line and snap uh, a ball no, before you true. to look at the replay? I mean, I mean,
0: yeah, maybe he hurt his fingernail or, like you said, his toenail or whatever. Uh, the exactly. K- has to get medical attention. Uh, the, the KJ Henry sack and fumble and hit on Mac Jones, which everybody is screaming about and rightfully so. I can't imagine there's any way that like anybody could really justify that outside of the man who made the call, the head referee who said in a pool report that, I don't know, they've got to do a lobster roll or something like that. Jay, what the hell happened there? And where is this league going?
2: That's one of the worst calls I've ever seen. I actually, uh, there's, I mean, I would actually like the guy to be a little bit more violent with the quarterback. He was as gentle as he could possibly be. I mean, he had his head on the outside. He wrapped them up and then brought him down gently. I mean, it was a very soft tackle. I thought it was perfect. It was, it was clinic tape on how to take the quarterback down from a blindside hit, and he still got a flag thrown on him. Unbelievable! So, it really is unbelievable, and, and it's it's really getting it's really getting hard to watch some of these games because every time there's a big play, every time something happens, you're just looking for flags. Mm-hmm. Is it illegal contact? Is there a pi? Is there holding? Is it holding on offense? It's just. There's so much control the referees have over these games. It's just hard to watch. You don't and you don't want to say they're fixed or anything like that. But it's just golly, it's just painful to watch some of these games with yep. all the flags and all the non-flags that you know that that make a difference in the game.
0: No doubt. Um, one more on the commanders, and then I, I I'll, I'll go back to that Philadelphia uh, sequence at the end there. Um, When Emmanuel Forbes comes out and, you know, I guess he tweeted or something, or I don't pay attention to this stuff. Uh, I saw somebody, you know, mention, oh, I'm back or whatever he did on Friday. And then he comes out and he plays pretty darn well. A couple of pass breakups on third down, good timing, you know, physical. Now, again, it's not a loaded group on the other side. I got it. So let's see what he does this week against DK Metcalf and friends. But, I mean, that's really good. Quan Martin comes up with the interception at the end. Chris Rodriguez makes the play at the goal line on specials. All of a sudden, this Critic- this heavily criticized rookie draft class uh, came together in one day and helped the Commanders get a win.
2: Yeah, it was great to see Forbes bounce back. He's been getting roasted pretty good. And, uh, you know, it just takes some time. These young corners, they're playing their first time. The speed of the game is different. The coverages they are being taught. The techniques they're taught is a little bit different. It's hard for these guys to come in and, and, and play perfect in their rookie year. And he's just going to get better and better. He's got good length for a smaller guy. You can tell he's tough. He's mentally tough, obviously, because he's still playing and still battling. and He's going to get better and better. And we'll see how he does against Tyler Lockett, D.K. Metcalf this week. And then next week when they play the Giants, I'm sure they'll be okay. So, uh, you know, I was impressed with the rookies and the entire defense. They played a lot more man-to-man this week, which mm-hmm. is good to see. So, now, you know, I, I don't know if they'll do that this week against uh, Seattle's wideouts, but it was good to see, you know, Del Rio dial up some man-to-man and, and dialed up some pressures a little bit and, and challenged the defensive backs to – Make some plays, and they did.
0: Uh, that's a good point. Good point. Uh, not too many people talking about that. All right. The end of that Cowboy-Eagle game, you referenced it earlier. Uh, you got first and goal for Dallas uh, from the 6 – I'm sorry, first and five. First and five from the Philadelphia six. You're down five, so you need the touchdown. You go false start. Then Prescott is sacked for 11 yards, Jay. And then Prescott incomplete on 2nd and 21. Then another penalty on an incompletion with the clock stopped for a delay of game on 3rd and 21, then 3rd and 26, you throw short. I understand there's not many plays in the playbook for 3rd and 26, got it. But I mean, how in the world do you have those kind of mental meltdowns if you're the Dallas Cowboys?
2: Yeah, that is, uh, that is, that is unheard of, really, to have all three of them happen. full start, delay game, sack. Those are things you can't have happen when you don't have any timeouts on the clock at the end of the game or at the end of the half. And I can remember we had Kirk Cousins take a sack at the Giants at the end of a half one time, and I almost lost my mind. And uh, <laughs> "You know, That's what you practice. Throw it away, throw mm-hmm. it away. We got points at least. But at that situation, they needed a touchdown, and unfortunately for them they fell short again you know they ran fourth down they ran a little stick flat combination and the guy ran a flat route didn't get in the end zone so they had a couple and then back press got on a two-point play scrambling for touchdown steps out of bounds right so that was a close game there's just some things there's great teaching moments in that game for every team to watch on their tape and the OTA sessions when it comes to game management clock management all that stuff those will be focal points for teams moving forward what not to do
0: Jay is that McCarthy or I think we put too much pressure on the head coach but is I mean how much of that is McCarthy as an ex-head coach yourself
2: well I mean I'm sure he went over that stuff I'm sure if you're running a flat route you know you got to get in the end zone right and 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 back just stepped out of bounds by a foot but the false start Mm -hmm. you know that's just concentration that is just being on top of your craft in a critical situation. This is focus. I mean, you have to focus and really be into it in that situation, all situations really, but especially that one. You yeah. can't have a false start and then delay yeah. a game. I mean, I, I've never heard of that in that situation. So Brutal. I don't know, man. It's uh, It's hard. Coach McCarthy can only do so much. He can only call the plays. Players got to execute them. So I'm sure it's a combination of both.
0: Uh, Jay Gruden is with us for another minute or so. We haven't had you on since Chase and Montez were traded. We talked about the possibility. A, were you surprised that both were traded? And are you surprised that Montez quickly agreed to an extension in Chicago site, really, and program unseen?
2: Yeah, i surprised they traded both of them, just because I think pass rushers are hard to find. You look around the league and the teams with good pass rushers are – pretty good right now so you got to have good pass rushers to lose two of them was a surprise i thought they'd lose one for sure but two was a surprise and and montez i'm happy for him to get an extension i'm sure that had to be a backdoor deal they had to know that going in before mm-hmm. they made the trade but uh yeah good best of luck to montez he was he was a good he was good for us for Four years.
0: Yep. You drafted him and now he's rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not a bad deal. Not a bad deal. Jay, thanks as always. Uh, thanks for doing the Best Buddies uh, golf outing uh, that you're going to do. By the way, you can bid all the information up on my Twitter and X. Uh, Jay's been so kind to uh, donate some of his time and, uh, you know, a round of golf uh, for uh, a foursome to join him. And so you can, you know, play uh, football and golf and uh, hang out with Jay Gruden. So uh, thank you on behalf of Best Buddies for doing that. Really appreciate it.
1: You
2: got it, Chris. No problem. All right.
0: That's uh, our guy Jay Gruden with us on the Team 980 on the BetQL guest hotline. He joins us each and every Monday at 2.30 on air and on the road. Jay Gruden is driven by the Ted Britt Automotive Group, Ted Britt Ford and Chantilly and Fairfax your F-150 headquarters, Ted Britt Chevrolet in Sterling, all home to Ted Britt for life, lifetime vehicle coverage, and more. See and shop them all at TedBritt.com. Back with Ron Rivera in just a couple of moments from Ashburn.